On this episode, I talk with Washington assistant coach Taylor Pibus. Coach Pibus is a graduate of Ringland High School, and after graduating from ECU, he started his coaching career out in Lone Grove for the past few years, and this year will be his first at Washington. Coach Pibus is my first assistant coach to have on the podcast, and I'm looking forward to hearing his perspective on coaching. Here's my conversation with Coach Taylor Pibus. All right, Coach, thanks for taking time out of your uh, busy schedule to talk with me a little bit. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, no problem. No problem. Like I said it. You're, you're, a lot of people know the last name, especially from around this area that we're in. Uh, Pibus. I mean, your your dad, your brother, you, you guys were all a big part of things that went on there at Ringland. Yes, sir. Now, um, your your brother is a East Central Hall of Famer. Is that right? Yes, sir. He was just. Uh, I think this was the first year they've had it in a while. They kind of just brought it back to East Central, and he was one of. I think seven or eight inductees for this year, but uh, yes, sir, he's uh, in the East Central Baseball Hall of Fame, and he uh, has a lot of single season records for like hits and doubles and a lot of career records as well. I mean, he uh, he had a good career at East Central, and man, that was and he worked his tail off to to get to where he got for sure, and it was uh, well deserved. Yeah, I mean, you played college ball too, didn't you? No, sir. I just uh, right out of high school. I just went straight to school. Oh, okay. Well, hey, that's, that's yeah. And I too. went kind of just went to student coaching, uh, just right after graduation as well. But no, sir. I didn't play any college ball. But I mean, you've got something that a lot of people don't. You do have a state championship. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> 2012, when I was a junior at Ringling, we uh, were fortunate enough and successful. We uh, beat Winnie Wood in the state finals in 2012, and when I was a junior, and we. Uh, won a lot of football games in my career at Ringling. Yeah. Man, okay, so your 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 brother's in the Hall of Fame at East Central. You've got a state championship. You you're you're in my mind, your dad's a legendary coach there at Ringland for I baseball and it. softball. I mean, what was all that like coaching with your dad? I mean, a lot of people I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I mean, you coached with your your dad and your brother at Long Grove. Um what was that kind of like? I mean, it was awesome. Uh I mean, of course, my brother started coaching me along with my dad when I was in eighth grade at Ringling and grew up being coached by both of them my whole life in uh, football, baseball, and basketball. My brother coached all three sports at Ringling. And just when I graduated, I helped out at Ringling some in college while they were both still there. Yeah. And uh, right out of college, I took a job at Long Grove because my brother was going to be the head baseball coach there and my dad was still at Ringling. But just getting to coach with your your family. I mean, it was a experience. I mean, I'll, I'll truly never forget and truly just uh, never fully, I guess, grasped how really special that was. I mean, we had a lot of fun together, but also at the end of the day, I mean, uh, they're my, my coworkers as well. So we really mm-hmm. just, I mean, obviously knowing each other so well, uh, we knew kind of how to work together and the, re- the relationships we've always had. I mean, it's been really special. I mean, of course, we always had our differences and whatnot, but I mean, yeah. not 99% of the time, I mean, we are, just put those aside and work together and just uh, knowing each other so well makes it easy to move on and go and coach and su- succeed. And it was, it was really special. Yeah, I, I would say that too, because, you know, going into any new situation where you don't really know the people, I mean, it, it does help 
being able to maybe vent a little bit to a family member. You know what I mean? Like, yes, sir. Yeah. When it's not, when it's someone that you aren't that familiar with, that you hadn't become friends with. I mean, I think that's important being, right. yeah. being kind of on the same page with your mm-hmm. head coaches and other assistant coaches. I mean, that, right. that would, that would, that would be a very, uh, important thing to have just to be able to, you know, you're, you, you wouldn't be intimidated to bring up any kind of topic, you know, with, right. with yeah. your dad or your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, sir. And so that's kind of jumping ahead of where I was planning, but I mean that's that's kind of a big thing to get into. Yeah. How, how important do you think that was? Being you know being able to coach with your your family, how important do you think that was for your growth as a coach? Uh, as my growth as a coach, I mean I think the one thing I think it really helped was just not knowing them obviously but i mean just seeing and i mean how they are as a person and how they connect with kids and it was just something that i've been you know raised to do i mean i I think i've been around the ball field some some ball field some court i mean since i could walk and just seeing (laughs) growing up and seeing the relationships and how they build relationships with students and uh, colleagues as well i mean just growing up and seeing that and immediately just coaching with them as soon as college graduation happened. I mean, it's just, I kind of knew how to build those relationships with kids and then it was all taught just through experience and learning and seeing them how to do it. And not just them as well. I mean, I've been blessed to, I mean, playing in high school and I mean, coaching other sports as well without them, just being blessed with head coaches that have been really successful and building those relationships with kids and just, uh, knowing going in who I'm working with, with family, I mean, just made it easy to just pick up where, where they started. Yeah. Now, kind of getting back to – we'll I'm going to kind of go through kind of where all you've been and stuff. We'll get to Long Grove and then where you're going to be at this yes. year here pretty quick. But growing up in Ringland, what are Friday nights like in Ringland, Oklahoma? Shoot. Uh, <laughs> like the whole town, it seems like it closes down and – uh, I mean, growing up, I mean, I went to school at Ringham my whole life, and I mean, just growing up as a student there, I mean, that's what you want to do when you get older is to play high school football for Ringling. I mean, I think every, just when I was there, I think every capable body in the school played football at a Class A school. I mean, so that's mm-hmm. why we had maybe 60 kids out for small school football. I mean, just made it real special. I mean, obviously, I mean, it helps when, you're really successful and uh and we had really good coaches and really good administration i mean it was just really backed and just the success that started really in the 70s with coach rick gandy i mean you were coach i was mm-hmm. coached just from the 70s till just here recently I was coached by the same family so i mean yeah. it was just really special i mean everyone's really involved i mean you start Wee, you know, third grade football running the ringling offense, basically, mm-hmm. from third grade to when you graduate, you just kind of build on it. Like our, our Wee program was uh, ran by former uh, coach, Coach Bill Fincher. He was, mm-hmm. I mean, he's really successful at ringling as well as an administrator, teacher, coach. And when I was growing up, he ran the Wee football and, you know, he implemented the ringling offense in a simplified version, obviously. I mean, so, mm-hmm. I mean, from day one, first day you put a helmet on him and you're running the ringling offense and just growing from there so by the time you get to school ball i mean it's just like already embedded to you and just like you i don't know it's like it starts from a young age and it's like football there's embedded to you from the get-go and by the time you get older i mean you're just ready to ready to rock and mm-hmm. like i said i mean the town's really involved and really special 
just I mean Friday nights or that's awesome. Yeah. Try to summarize it real quick. <laughs> yeah, well and you said that about having sixty kids. I mean I don't think a lot of people realize that Ringland, they're the by like hands down the smallest school in class A. I mean they, right. they could be an eight man if they wanted to. I hope no one's listening yeah. from there and they we don't have to deal with them and they <laughs> if they ever right. decided to go to eight yeah. man. But that that is yeah. crazy. I mean it's like a the ADMs in the low one hundreds and right. you, know, you know, that's yeah. like every boy in the high school is playing football. That's yes, sir. That's I think special. number wise, I don't think they have the sixty kids like you know, like the years past, but I mean they still get you know, every basically every, every able body out to play, and I mean they're always you know well coached and ready to go. Coach Coons there nowadays still, mm-hmm. I mean does a phenomenal job, and the, I mean the tradition hasn't left or anything like that. Yeah. Now, yeah. now going from Ringland where you graduated from, I mean that's tradition. You know, I mean you guys expect to win, basically in every sport. I know football is the the big one, but I mean yes, sir. you guys go out and anything you do, and you're expecting to win. Now, what was that like? I mean, you know, Long Grove, Long, I always say Long Grove, Long Grove, yeah. <laughs> Long Grove always, I mean, they have a tradition too, but it's not quite the tradition that Ringling was. Yeah. How do mm-hmm. you kind of take your, that mindset of we're going to win into a program that is not as tradition rich as what you came from? Uh, Just for me, it was, I mean, it was, not it wasn't too hard to come into i mean was, uh, just from college graduation i coached softball at long grove and baseball at long grove I mean, since uh, college graduation i've been there the last four years mm-hmm. uh, but softball there's always been extremely tradition rich and uh baseball recently and uh years past i've been really tradition rich as well so i mean those two sports and along with football i mean just because uh i mean the football may, may not have the you know the state championships on the wall or you know, tons of district championships on the wall. It's still, I mean, it's still really supported mm-hmm. at uh, Long Grove by the community, and they're, I mean, they're well coached. I mean, the, I didn't coach football at Long Grove, but I mean, I, the the football coaching staff at Long Grove are awesome dudes. I mean, and they work really hard, and the kids work really hard. And uh, I mean, football. I mean, like, I mean, like, like I said, they you know made the state championships and the tons of district championships aren't there. But I mean, they got. I mean, they got it when they work really hard I and mean, they are successful I mean, it's just because mm-hmm. the titles maybe not be there just but the, the atmosphere itself at Lone Grove is built on I mean I feel like every coaching staff there in all sports are they work really hard and they're good coaches and the kids work hard so I mean just stepping into that with your kids uh, mm-hmm. buying in from the get-go it seemed like and working extremely hard I mean it was uh it was an easy transition especially because I came from a small school and Lone Grove is bigger so I mean that uh it was it was an easy transition to say the least, just because of how the kids work and the, yeah. the relationship the staff has with each other, all sports uh, involved. Yeah. Now. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just carrying on. <laughs> now, um, is which one did you did you have a preference on? Did you, you know, you just I just I just think Ringland, and I'm, I'm thinking you're going to be a football coach was football something that you wanted to do or were you more interested in being baseball softball was that more your, your uh love? you know going through college i never really thought about coaching softball i mean like mm-hmm. i said like going to school at ringling at least football football and mm-hmm. i love playing it and it's one of my favorite sports to, you know still watch and whatnot but i mean uh when i took the job at long grove out of high school you know i was you know, i thought i was going to be in football and like uh, some hiring changes went around and they hired another guy who was who really wanted to do football instead and asked me if I would 
be able, or asked me if I would want to do softball. And my dad, growing up, that's what he coached at Ringling for the longest time. And, mm-hmm. and I've been around the softball game. And uh, see, I, he made the state tournament uh, many years, uh, won, a, won a state championship at Ringling. I thought, and I just mean, just growing up around it, I really liked it already. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll give softball, coaching softball a try. I knew they were mm-hmm. going to be really successful at Long Grove and still are. So, I mean, just being around it my whole life and uh, coaching changes that happened kind of late in the summer, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. And uh, been with it ever since. Yeah. Enjoy it. Now, how, how special was winning that 4A state championship this past season? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, been there since Long Grove four years. And the year before that, they lost in the state. They lost their runner-up and – a runner up in 20 and just getting this one and just just seeing how i mean what it takes to get there and finally winning the big game and just uh mm-hmm. with the circumstances that happened you know last summer with those uh two boys two baseball players and being killed in that tragic accident i mean it was mm-hmm. it was for them and it was it was awesome and our rings have their initials on it with some angel wings and i mean just the families that supported us was was awesome and it, uh, what's crazy is, I mean, you know, circumstances that happen in sports. Uh, I think we won 25 straight games in a row to end the season, and uh, it's like uh, their baseball numbers was nine and 16, added up to 25. So I mean, all the little circumstances like that, and yeah. we knew at the end of the day who we were playing for and whatnot, and being able to do that and get it done was, I mean, made it even more special. Yeah, that was, yeah, that kind of probably answers my next question on which is more. You know, which which was more memorable, the winning one as a player in football or winning this one in fast pitch? That that, that situation that y'all went through sounds like something that you're, you'll remember even when you're old and in the nursing home. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, you know, winning one as a player and then winning one as a coach, being a part of – I mean, being – they both have its perks, obviously. I mean, just getting – as a coach, you know, getting to sit back and just watch. Mm-hmm. The kids, you know, live out their dream is awesome, and seeing their expressions and faces, and that, that'll be something that they'll never forget for the rest of their life. Is special. Yeah. And also, but winning one as a player, I mean, winning one with your, your friends and your buddies and your, I mean, all, everyone that you you know you go to school with from pre-K to on, and pre-K through 12 is extremely special as well. And having my brother on staff was mm-hmm. the football coach, and my dad helped out as well and with coach gandy and all those guys uh but that's a, that's a tough one uh but if i had to pick one uh man just just having a pick, maybe as a player just simply because i mean just yeah. growing up with the, with everyone and spending all that time with each other and just you doing it for your hometown and whatnot was was awesome but i mean they both are really high up there but if i had to pick i'd probably go as a player just the it's what you grow up doing. Yeah, yeah, and it's nice to have a to be able to choose between those two. You know, yes, sir. And <laughs> I'm of, really lot, blessed. Yeah, yes, sir. a lot of people don't don't have that. Um, right. Now, being at Long Grove, uh, what were some of the things that you learned going in that you are going to be able to look back on and say, "I wasn't expecting that." Kind of like, you know, I think like whenever I first started coaching way back when. I had this idea of what coaching was going to be. Like I said, it's probably a little bit different for you because you, you know, you said you grew up from the time you could walk yes, uh, around sports or around, you know, coaches and stuff like that. 
But it was, I think going in as, an, as, as a coach, you have this idea of what coaching is going to be, and then sometimes it kind of gets flipped around. Was there anything like that for you? Oh, absolutely. You know, going in, I thought, it, you know, coaching was mainly about, you know, the X's and O's or, mm. you know, running a softball practice or softball game or baseball practice, baseball game. But, you know, just going in, it is way more than X's <laughs> and O's. I mean, yeah. just the, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, the game, game days and whatnot, that's just like the tip of the iceberg, basically, and everything else that goes on inside the program is what, you know, really, you know, ha- matters and whatnot like building relationships and mm-hmm. uh explaining things i mean i was blessed you know be around sports and be being coached by some uh really good mentors and whatnot so i mean i knew that going in like the x is a no part but i mean you know not not all not every kid you know has that experience so i mean just the, mm-hmm. the teaching it and the really trying to simplify you know whatever you may be coaching and building the relationships while you do it, you know, is the, is the tougher part. I mean, so yeah. some kids, you know, go, you go in, they don't know you from Adam or whatnot. And, you know, you just tell them to do something and, <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. I mean, they may not you know, do it from the get go. It's more about the, you know, the relationships and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, running practices, you know, the weight room part and, you know, going in, I thought, Oh yeah, I know what to do on game days. But at the end of the day, it's way more than just game days. And that took me a little while to, uh, to grasp. Yeah, I think it's all for me. Sometimes, especially during football season, game days, game nights are almost like the time you get to relax just a little bit. Absolutely, you yes, know? sir. Yeah. And I don't think people kind of a, a lot of people don't understand that. It's like that's when you're supposed to be the most intense. It's like you've already put in the work. Absolutely, I mean, this is kind of just showcasing what we've been doing for the past week. Yes, sir. I think baseball like you officially start you officially start you know the long practices after december 1st and it seems like whenever we get our football guys down after football season it just seems like you're practicing and grinding forever and that's something yeah. that uh like i when i first came in wasn't uh, uh used to is uh getting your kids that early i mean growing up in at ringling mm-hmm. you know if you were a athlete i mean you played all sports so i mean you like play football, you go to basketball, and you play basketball, then you go to baseball. So you may have like a week of practice mm-hmm. before baseball season starts. After basketball season, maybe two. But at Long Grove, you know, we get most of our kids being a bigger school uh, by December. So you know, we're practicing for whole month of December, January, whole month of February, and then and then baseball starts in March. So it seems, and I really had to adjust to that. It's like grinding it out in the cold winter months when you're not playing for. Yeah, you know, twelve weeks later, and that was an adjustment that I had to make as well. Yeah, now you did some. I mean, you've done some good things there at Long Grove. I mean, winning championships, all the stuff that you've done. But now it's on to another powerhouse tradition school in Oklahoma, Washington. What? Yes, sir. Uh, what all are you going to be doing there? I'll be I'll be helping out with the softball and baseball staffs as well, and and, and teaching the same uh, subject. In the classroom too. And what do you kind of expect? I mean, what are kind of the? I can just imagine the expectations there. Are, are about like you know, the places that you've been, the expectations are going to be high from from you. What are you expecting? Uh, I have. I mean, the expectations in Washington. Just the the short time that I've been there. I mean, they're extremely high. Mm-hmm. I mean, the softball girls. I mean, they won the fast pitch championship in the fall, and they and they won the slow pitch championship in the spring. Uh, football was state runner up in the fall. Got beat by Marlowe, and I know the boys had a deep run in basketball, mm-hmm. and the boys just won the baseball state championships in the spring. So I mean, the expectations are high. 
in Washington right now. It just seems like growing up, and then they always are and always will be. I'm just hoping to bring add on to you know the success that's already there and whatever the head coaches my bosses need me to do you know i'll try i mean i'll do it to my best capability and just with the high level that hopefully i can bring and just hope to add just a little bit more to the successful puzzle pieces that are already put together there yeah that's kind of crazy you know i I never really i knew washington was always a good program but it's kind of one of those things until I really started doing this podcast and just kind of looking around, you know, because they're in a different class than we are. Yes, sir. And it's just like, crap. I mean, dang, they want it in that. They want it in that. Goodness. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's, you don't pay it. I just don't really – you can't really fathom that a, that a small, a smaller school like that can have that much success in every sport, girls and boys. You know, that's, Absolutely. That's, that's pretty impressive. I, in my short time that I've been around right now, I know – Boys and girls, both sports, I mean, they work extremely hard. I mean, don't get me wrong, them and the talent skill set is there too, but I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the weight room part of it and just working hard in practices, I mean, that's something that I've, I've noticed from the get go. I mean, they work really hard to be successful, and I mean, it shows on the playing field. Now, as an assistant coach, I, I think this is a lot of things, a lot of times people don't really see this part of it. What, what are some of the things that you feel that are important for you to be? for your head coach as an assistant i mean to me it's just like you need to be my, my philosophy just as an assistant is uh, uh be what the you know your boss head coach needs you to be and, and then do it 10 times better i mean whatever he needs you to do mm-hmm. uh with, with practice or whoever what kids need you to be around i mean it's just uh you fulfill his expectation his or her expectation i mean you uh, just do it to your best of ability and try to like magnify like whatever whatever he needs you to do i mean working with my brother uh from the get-go i was his assistant uh, in baseball it was uh for the for the first little while i mean i uh i saw him as my brother and then it really just clicked on me he's no he's not just my brother he's my boss too and then when that kind of mm-hmm. clicked it was you know whatever he needs me to do i'll do it and uh just being on the same page with your head coach and just fulfill whatever they need you to do in your duties and just do it to a high level to help you know help your team win and be successful and that's just being loyal to your head coach mm-hmm. to me is the biggest thing and just being that being whoever they need you to be is the most important thing to me as an assistant yeah because I, you can tell i mean whenever you see a, a team or a coaching staff that's not you know the the assistant coach probably thinks he should be you know, running things or, you know, you can, yeah. you can tell, you can definitely tell. And I think the kids can tell too. And I think that's probably yes, the most important yeah. thing. Um, yes, it, is being a head coach something you strive for in the future? Uh, I guess I'll never say never, but I mean, right now, I mean, I really like just working out of the spotlight, you know, it's, mm-hmm. to me, it's, I, I don't need the, I guess my my name in the paper, my name in the headlight, name in the paper. I, I really like what I do as an assistant and just uh, mm-hmm. working hard and you know being who I can be for the head coach and whatnot. But I mean, I'll never say never. And I guess if some opportunity ever arose or whatnot, and it was I thought it was the right fit or something like that uh, down the road. I mean, I, something I would think about. But as of right now, in the present day moment, and like I guess the present future, I don't uh, need to be a head coach right now. So I really like what I do as an assistant and. Uh, it's like the positions that I've been in. Yeah, yeah, that, that's unusual to find, you know, a lot. Because, I mean, how, how old are you? 26. 26. I mean, a lot of guys 
you know, younger guys, that's what they strive for. They get into it to be a head coach. Yes, and it's, sir. it's very few times you find people that just want to help out in any way that they can. They don't, yes, like you were saying, you don't need your name in the paper. Now, what was it that made you want to become a coach in the, in the first place? Uh, honestly, I mean, I mean, growing up, you know, that's what my dad did from day one. And I always just thought it was awesome to go to practices as a little kid and, you know, being around the sports field and just being raised. I and mean, that's all I've known. I mean, I've, in the years past, I've entertained, or not entertained, I mean, I've thought about, like, you know, what would I do if, you know, I wasn't coaching or whatnot. You know, you know I've had some ideas and maybe a few other uh, opportunities and possibilities, but at the end of the day, I mean, this is, I mean, I was raised around this, and it's something that I love to do, and it just, this it's where God's put me in life to, you know, to coach and be around kids and uh, just enjoy I mean, enjoy every moment of it, I really do. But growing up is what really got yeah. me involved i mean going around games with my dad and my brother watching my brother play in high school and being around the football office being around the softball field and just being every sport i mean growing up in ringland i was around and just enjoyed the every moment of it and that's what got me in the first place was that yeah i think it's i think coaching teaching anything involved with kids like that if it's in your if it's in your blood to do it, you can't run from it. You're eventually yes, going to come yeah. back to it in some way. Because I, I tried that. I worked in the oil field for a little while, and then I yes, started sir. coaching my kids' peewee team. And I was like, well, yeah. I think I really like doing this. So I think I'm going to get back Absolutely. into it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Coach, before I let you go, um, I usually end on a on a final question, but it won't be a question. I, we'd kind of talked about this whenever you'd first messaged me about the podcast. I saw your last name, and I was like, that name looks familiar. And then I kind of, you know, did a little Facebook trolling and saw, and I asked you, you know, is who your mom was. And uh, this more, not not so much a question here. It's just kind of a little fact for the the listeners. Coach Pavis's mom was my first grade teacher when I was in Fox. So that's yeah. that's, that's a pretty neat little, neat little story there. It's it kinda, is. Yeah, I, I didn't know that at all. I knew – straight out of college she i think she taught at fox for mm -hmm. five or six years before she uh got on at ringling she's been at ringling ever since but i mean that was something she I mean she's always taught kylie about her days at fox and whatnot i knew that was like her first job and she always and she talked about uh enjoying her time there and you know sports at the time was really successful i'm pretty sure they might have went back to back there in the 80s when she was there maybe one one or two in mm -hmm. football you know track was good as well but i mean yeah that's cool i mean i had no idea yeah, she, she you had her as a first grade teacher, and that's that's a cool, little small world right there. It sure is, yeah, yeah. You don't realize it, you know. Well, coach, I appreciate you taking time and talking with me, and good luck there at Washington. I know you're going to do some good things there. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, this podcast is awesome, and it's cool to just see some of the coaches that I mean. Uh, that you grow up knowing. I think when I first saw this podcast right here, I think Coach Bear might have shared his interview mm -hmm. on his Facebook page. And I listen, I've been listening to ever, ever since. I mean, every week I listen, and uh, it's just a blessing to be on. And I appreciate you having me on. Being on the same wavelength is vital for any group to succeed in the business world, in school settings, or in the realm of athletics. You can always tell when a coaching staff is on the same page or not. It may not equal wins every time, but it does show in the way the kids compete and how they respond when they're challenged. Being a head coach can be challenging, 
there are a lot of things that people don't see. That's where guys like Coach Pivas step in and are as supportive to their head coach as they can be. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. That's Kenny and the Coaches. That's Kenny with an E. Until next time.